What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Twisted Schmodown podcast. Um, as you can see, it's been a while since uh, I've been on the mic. It's been about a month. Um, unfortunately, again, uh, if you go back and listen to the newest Back in Style, Logan and Matt talked a little bit about it. We've all been busy. Logan and Matt have uh, been working on uh, their play in high school. Um, and then me and Brendan in college. Brendan's been working on a show that he's in. Uh, I've had many rounds of exams. Uh, it's been a very busy time. Brendan did get his mic fixed, uh, so hopefully we will be getting back up and running on the uh, the feed with a couple podcasts a week, as we usually do. But also, I've been away from the Schmodown mic for a while, and uh, to say the least, there's been a lot going on. Um, so I'm going to talk about the uh, singles tournament coming up in a little bit. I will be giving my previewing my thoughts on who's going to win. Um, and I will be giving uh, my breakdown, basically, of uh, you know the team tournament. So I'm going to get into all that stuff, starting with the rise and fall of Take the Cannoli. Uh, my team, Drew McQueenie and Brianne Chandler in the Anarchy Tournament, they went against the, uh, the Self-Righteous Brothers in the first round, and they tied the team record. Uh, for most points in a match and I was I felt vindicated you know after that happened I was eight for eight in the first round Uh, I got the entire first round of the anarchy tournament right Uh, and my two dark horse teams Paddington 2 and uh, which I just saw by the way the actual film Paddington 2 very good Um, might be talking about that in a couple months with the top 20 of the year and um, with take the cannoli both teams performed exactly how I thought they would um but then we got into the second round, and a couple things happened. Take the Cannoli went up against the Harris Brothers and got taken out after I got it. I have to say that it was a pretty, it wasn't a great performance by Take the Cannoli. It was very disappointing considering where they were, uh, the, how well they played against the Self-Righteous Brothers compared that to how they played against the Harris, uh, the Harris Brothers. Um, you know, after JT's accident took him out um, of commission, uh, he was replaced by uh, Lon's brother, John. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a great match for Take the Cannoli. I will get into the Harris brothers um, here in a second. So it wasn't, um, you know, all for naught because the Harris brothers are actually doing very well. But I will talk about that surprise in a little bit. Uh, My ride or die of the tournament, uh, the Paddington 2, unfortunately got taken out by the odd couple. Uh, Again, they also just came down to the last question. And uh, they had a shot. They didn't play great, to be honest. And uh, it was a little disappointing. But uh, I think both of these teams, Take the Cannoli and Paddington 2, will stay together and will fight in the coming season. Um, Christian talked about how next season is going to be different. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he hasn't announced what that is. He said it's going to be at the Spectacular. So, you know, we'll find out what that is. But I'm assuming that, you know, the Teams League will still be going strong and uh, that hopefully these two teams will stay together. I don't see any reason why they would break up. I don't really think that, uh, actually, I, th- I think Modoc's done. I think, uh, m- I mean, obviously above the line's done. And I think that, uh, Brienne, you know, she didn't really have a teammate. I mean, sick in the brain existed for a match. They had a title shot and I think that was probably it. Uh, I think we'll see these, these two teams stay together and hopefully eventually get a title shot. Um, one of them, but, uh, speaking of a title shot, let's talk about what is the now, uh, you know, team in the finals, the Harris brothers, you know, they've come out strong. I did not expect this team to a, beat take the cannoli. And then I did not expect them to beat, uh, the odd couple I'm talking about this side of the bracket right now. 
uh, the right side of the bracket, the Harris brothers. If anyone would have thought going into the tournament that the Harris brothers, I mean, evil geniuses maybe, but like after John replaced JCE, did anyone really think that they'd be in the finals? And performing so well, too. It's not even that they lucked their way into the finals. They earned their way into the finals. Lon and John are legit. And we'll get into uh, the tournament, the singles tournament, but, uh, you know, Lon is really starting to convince me that maybe he's a, he's a contender in that thing. Um, but yeah, so the Harris brothers are, they're in the ultimate Schmodown, uh, Anarchy final, but let's talk about the other side of the bracket and, you know, the elephant in the room, cause I haven't talked on the mic since it's happened. Uh, the corruption versus founding fathers match, my thoughts, uh, I know I come out here with, you know, some hot takes sometimes on the Schmodown that, uh, most people disagree with. Uh, but I'm with, you know, I'm with the people on this that said that, you know, Dan's answer shouldn't have counted, and that, you know, O. Russell and O. Russell, that's the that's the big thing that it came down to. And, and I got I honestly plug for the probably better Schmodown podcast, uh, the Schmodown Rundown. Uh, they had Roca on to talk about everything that's happening that happened a couple weeks ago with Roca. And uh, he said that it should have just been, you know, tossed out. You know, Dan, obviously, there was stipulation with Dan's answer. There was stipulation with uh, Chance Ellison's answer, who, by the way, real person. Just got to point that out one more time that I'm sorry to Chance Ellison. I thought you were a fake person, but you're a real person. I'm sorry. Um, who's a beast, by the way. We'll talk about him. And, uh, you know, I think that the, the question should have just gotten tossed out because, the, you know, the whole phonetically thing, but, like, O apostrophe Russell, O period Russell, that's an, that's not, you know, the same thing as uh, Geppetto or Heedy Headley. Uh, it's because there's a whole other name there. Uh, if you would have just said David Russell, that would have been fine. But the O apostrophe makes it a different person. And they, they said they looked it up. There actually is a person, David O apostrophe Russell. Uh, but, you know... It, it's, it's frustrating as a fan to see this. This I, I don't think this will be the end of the Founding Fathers, but it's just such an amazing duo that I think, like especially with taking the cannoli out, I think they would have won the tournament, honestly. Just looking at the competition, um, I really thought they would have won the tournament if they, if they would have gotten that call um, in their favor. Not even in their favor, just, you know, fairly, I think, just to have another question done. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not calling out the league. I don't think it's bullshit or whatever. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I still love the Schmodown equally the same after as I did before. Maybe even more because of that that post game conference, uh, press conference or whatever you want to call it, uh, interview with Jen Serger when Roca and Merle were getting very emotional. I don't think that was staged at all. I, that was purely that was pure emotion right there. And everything I've heard Roca say, Christian Harloff say, uh, it it was. I mean, it was real. That was real emotion, and you know, it shows you. I I mentioned I put this on a uh, comment on the uh, Facebook page it shows you how much this thing matters to people and you know how into this how into this people are and how it, it's become a sport and uh, th- that's why I think I think if anyone ever questions like oh you you like a movie trivia league like what it's like a sport like WWE you're just like show them this match and I think they will get them hooked it'll get them hooked on storylines it'll show them the emotion that people have behind it and then tell them to go back and watch other uh episodes to get caught up on like what happened uh but yeah I think this was just an uh, amazing amazing moment for the Schmodown seeing two uh champions uh former champion and now current champion um just to kind of come together like that and have that moment and have each other's backs and uh, it was it was a great moment. I think it was one of the moments of the year so far. Um, 
but yeah so talking about this side of the bracket beyond that corruption versus um corruption versus who's the boss happened yesterday uh, i go into the spoilers of this uh i i gotta admit i really doubted who's the boss going into this tournament i didn't think riley had it in him anymore and i thought bateman was kind of just a product of team action but i think what bateman's proving in this tournament is that he's a way better teams player than he is a better than he is a singles player and i think riley's the same at this point too like riley hasn't done great in singles since like what like early summer 2017 like over a year and a half ago since he's like done well in singles and you know he did well last year in the tournament with wolves of steel with clark wolf and he's doing well i mean he's in the final now with uh with ben bateman and he's playing the harris brothers uh i think did they even miss it i think they missed missed one question maybe like as a team together maybe i don't even think they did i mean obviously they missed some in the first round but like they look super strong um convincingly took out corruption who i think is a decent team and they're definitely staying together that's definitely a team that's staying together next uh next season with uh mike kalinowski and chance ellison um but no yeah in regard to the final the team final will now be who's the boss versus the harris brothers uh to play the shire wolves and I think these are three really impressive teams. Uh, I would... All right. Who's going to win the final? You know, I've underrated the Harris brothers every single time. But I'm going to underrate them one more time. I'm going to say who's the boss is going to win this thing. And um, I think I think it'll be close because I think Lon and John are a legit team. And they will also, I believe, stay together. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who JTE pairs up with next year. We'll see. Um, but he's definitely going to get back into teams, I'm sure. And, um, but no, yeah, I think who's the boss is going to take it. They, I, I think it'll probably come down maybe even to their five pointer and they'll probably hit it. Uh, but they've just been so impressive that I don't want to bet against them right now. Um, but looking at what would be the spectacular match, which would be in my estimation, who's the boss versus the Shire Wolves. Uh, I don't know because the thing is, I really doubted, you know, who's the boss going into this tournament. And I've also had my grievances that I've, stated on this podcast of how i don't know if the shire wolves quite deserve their championship so it's kind of both two teams that i've underrated um so i don't know who i'm gonna pick yet at the spectacular i'm gonna wait and see it could end up being the harris brothers versus the shire wolves which will then get into a whole different thing of analysis than who's the boss versus the shire wolves um but what will be nice about this uh the way this everything wrapped up is that an undefeated team will be the champion at the end of this season which is pretty great um, a five and O team will be it will be the champion. Um, but you know, I think I, again, I still think the Shire Wolves' road to the to that belt was paper thin. Um, but we'll get there. Uh, you know, I've talked about that enough in the past. Uh, but here we go back into the singles. Singles is you know teams are going strong right now, but singles is a big deal right now too. Um, we had the championship, the singles title of John the Outlaw Roca versus William the Beast Bibiani, another guy who hasn't, you know, been in a championship match in a year and a half, uh, well, a singles championship match, John Roca. And uh, going into this match, I had Roca as the winner, but I was really conflicted because Bibiani, I didn't mention Cinemaniacs, um, they played really, really well. And they, you know, took Who's the Boss kind of to the edge a little, if my memory uh, serves me correctly. But, you know, Bibiani had been playing really well in singles. You know, Bibiani had been playing really well in singles leading up to his championship and, in you know, in the actual championship match um, against Andreco. But then he had, yeah, he had the outlaw come at him. And it was obvious that Roko really, really wanted this again. 
And I think Bibiani, you know, he had the love for it. He loved being champion. He loved the interaction. He was such a great champion interacting with Facebook fans and everyone, like, everyone in the community, which is just awesome. But, um, yeah, going into the match, I really, I really saw Roka as the winner, and uh, it worked out that way. Um, because Bibi, you know, Bibiani had some had some struggles. He missed that last question. He just he had Elizabeth the Becky's name in the back of his head, and he just couldn't pull it. Um, which you know you can't really blame him. Can't really blame him for that. Uh, but yeah, so I guess you know we have a new champion now. We have William the Beast Bibiani. Oh, sorry, John the Outlaw Roca. William the Beast Bibiani used to be the champion. Um, and now we have our third two-time champ, uh, with, he joins the likes of, uh, Dan Merle and Mark Riley. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a interesting time in the singles, but I would say the most interesting thing in singles now, since the championship has gone, uh, come and gone, is this, uh, ultimate Schmodown eight-person tournament, which is actually an 11-person tournament. Uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about this, um... This gauntlet, you know, Chance Ellison of Corruption, uh, you know, the kid, the kid Chance Ellison. I can't really call him a kid because I'm younger than him, so you know what? It is what it is, um, but that's what people are calling him. Uh, so he won the drawing, so he is going to be uh, automatically in the tournament, so I'll talk about the actual tournament here in a sec. But um, I'm a Patreon, as Patreon supporter, as you guys know, so I've already seen the first match of the gauntlet. Uh, the Ben Bateman, Janine the Machine... Uh, uh, match so but I will not spoil that as that match has not yet dropped on YouTube um, But it will here soon and uh, yeah, so the other match in the gauntlet is Lon Harris versus Josh Makuga um, And I'll just put it this way. I kind of see the winner of this match going into the tournament uh, I think it's gonna be Lon Harris. I think Lon Harris is gonna win this gauntlet. I think he's gonna beat Makuga I think he's gonna win against uh, Machine or Bateman whoever wins that match um, and I think the the main reason for this is because, um, you know, we got Lon Harris and the Harris brothers playing so well. Lon just hit 9 for 9 um, in the match against, uh, oh God, who was that? Uh, the Odd Couple. And um, Lon's just playing really well right now. I think that he's got a legit chance to then beat Clark Wolf. I'll talk about that in a sec. And I think Lon's got a good shot. I honestly think Bateman has a shot, too. Just looking at it realistically, I think Bateman has a shot, but we'll see. Um, I mean, who wouldn't love to see Makuga win the gauntlet and then play Clark Wolf and maybe even beat Clark Wolf? I don't know. I mean, like, it, it would be something just to, to have the meteoric return of Makuga after the 2014 tournament, have it kind of happen again four years later. That would be amazing, but I don't really see that happening. Um, so, yeah, my, my official prediction for the gauntlet is Lon Harris. Um, but, uh, yeah, actually, peek behind the curtain. <laughs> you might have been able to tell. This is a few days later. You might be able to tell because I think I might be getting a little sick, so you could, my voice probably sounds a little different. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, so that's actually coming out today when I'm posting this. So, um, so check out the gauntlet. The gauntlet's posting today, the first two matches. And then on Friday will be the, uh, the final of the gauntlet, you know, whatever you want to call it, the finals gauntlet. Um, don't know if that's going to be a five-rounder. I'm assuming not, but we'll see. So, uh, yep, Lon Harris is going to be my pick for the gauntlet winner. So let's go into the actual bracket. I'm going to get into my predictions um, for this here tournament. 
Uh, let's start in the top left of the uh, tournament, which is Mark Andreco versus Drew McQueenie. Ooh, man. I mean, just looking at it, I think this is the by far the best match in the first round. Um, and the hardest one to call. Because Mark Andreco played really well in the odd couple. And, you know, Drew McQueenie, um, former team champion, uh, lost to Ethan Irwin this, this year already. Uh, he, he is up and down in singles. Uh, I mean, I love Drew. And um, him and... You know, Sam are two of my favorite competitors. Above the line's my team. Uh, you know, retired. So I need to come up with a new new team to cheer for. Because, I, I mean, if Take the Cannoli can stay a team, then they're my new team. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens going into the next season. But, you know, this is kind of favoritism. But I, I think McQueenie, I think McQueenie, like, turns it around. He played, uh, he played great in that first match. And um, I think that now that he's had that team belt, I think he really, really wants that singles belt, and what I would love to see happen is if Drew wins this singles belt, I would love to see Sam come back and maybe get an automatic title shot uh, and maybe play Drew, because, you know, I think that would be really interesting. And I, uh, Sam Levine is coming back eventually. I mean, Riley came back, Merle came back, Levine will come back, and uh, I don't know if Above the Line will come back. I really hope that maybe, like, next year's Spectacular Above the Line just walks out and is like, we're here, bitches. Um, so that would be fantastic, but we'll see. So yeah, McQueenie's going to be my pick, and Draco, a really solid player, you know, he's been a number one contender before, um, he's played really well in teams with Snyder, and, um, yeah, I think he's got a shot, I, I, I really think this is probably like a 55%, uh, McQueenie, 45%, uh, and Draco in terms of percentage to win, but we'll see. My pick's McQueenie, um, on the bottom part of the left side of the bracket, we have Clark Wolf versus my pick for the gauntlet, which would be Lon Harris. Um, this is this is a really tough one. I mean, Clark Wolf hasn't played a singles match since her title shot, I believe, against Sam Levine, which was, I believe, back in May. It's been a long time since since she's played in singles. And uh, Lon Harris would have just gone through the gauntlet, or whoever wins the gauntlet would have just gone through the gauntlet. Um, but I, I believe in Clark Wolf. She took, you know, I think the GOAT. Sam Levine to uh, sudden death. So, and she's the current team champion. Um, very like, I mean, her and Clark have the possibility of being a double belt. Uh, her, now let me try that again. She has a chance to be a double belt holder, the second one behind uh, Sam Levine. Um, so does, um, actually, no, no, she's the only one that could hold the uh, be a double belt holder besides Ben Bateman. Ben Bateman could be. Um, if he wins the tournament and Lon, um, so I guess the winner of this, if the winner of this gauntlet, whoever comes out of this little tournament thing, could be a double belt holder at the end of the season. But we'll see. Um, so you know, this is this could be the uh, preview to the championship, whether it be Ben Bateman or Lon Harris against Clark Wolf. Um, I'm going to give it to Lon, because I really think Lon has, you know, he's going to have the momentum coming out of the, um, he's going to have the momentum coming out of the uh, gauntlet, and he's been playing so well with his brother in the uh, team tournament, I think he's just, I think he's got this right now. So, um, right side of the bracket in the first round, we got Dan Merle versus Stacy Howard. Uh, I mean, I love Stacy Howard, she's great, she's a really good competitor, she's really fun to watch, I'm a big fan of her, but... I think Dan Merle is probably on a revenge tour right now. Not against Stacy, but in, on the league. He's lost to Andrew Guy. He had that controversial loss against Corruption. 
uh, I think Merle's motivated right now. If you see that post-game match where he almost, like, teared up, I think that kind of the same way that that was the uh, motivation for Roka to go win the title, uh, I think Merle wants to be there and play his stablemate in the Horseman for the title. So I think Dan Merle is probably going to take out Stacey Howard. And here's another tough one to call. Eth- two rookies, Ethan Irwin versus Chance Ellison. Um, two rookies as in this is their first season, but Irwin is way more experienced now than Chance Ellison. Um, good for Chance that he gets his uh, singles debut and he's already uh, in the tournament and is only three wins away from the championship. Um, but uh, So yeah, I think... I think Irwin's going to pull this out. Uh, you know, I, Chance definitely has a chance. There you go. Um, and I, I would say, I mean, Chance, I think, is a rising star in this league. I think he's got a very good shot. This, I think this is another 55-45. Um, if Chance wins this, I will not be surprised. Same thing with uh, Mark Andrejko. If Andrejko beats McQueenie, I will not be surprised. If Ellison beats Irwin, I will not be surprised. But, um, but no, yeah, I think I think it will be... Uh, Ethan Irwin having another chance to go at the title. He was in a number one contender match. I'm honestly really surprised that Andreco beat him. Um, he was looking like the next uh, champ, and I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. So, uh, so yeah, so the final four I have are Drew McQueenie versus Lon Harris, and then Dan Merle versus Ethan Irwin. Whew, man, this is this is tough. I'm just I'm spitballing here. I haven't really thought about this before. So we got a uh, Drew McQueenie versus uh, Lon Harris in the semifinals for me. I'm gonna give it to my boy Drew McQueenie. Uh, I think I think he really wants this, and I think I think what this is gonna this tournament's gonna come down to is who really wants it the most. And I really think that Drew McQueenie wants that singles belt. Um, Lon could be focused, maybe. I mean, who knows at that point on retaining the belt or going after the. Uh, going after the team belt with his brother, just having just won the Ultimate Schmodown, or, you know, he could have been motivated by losing in the finals of the Ultimate Schmodown. We'll see what happens in the finals. Um, but I'm going to give it to my boy, Drew McQueenie. You know, I had him winning the uh, the uh, Anarchy Tournament, too, with uh, Take the Cannoli, but, you know, and that didn't happen, but, you know, it got to be loyal. Um, so I got Drew in the finals against I'm gonna give it to Ethan Irwin I'm gonna say we have a rematch uh Dan Merle versus Ethan Irwin uh yeah man that's that's really tough that's a 51-49 I would say to Irwin but just looking at the record of this season I, I mean you can't deny that Ethan Irwin's been playing better than Dan Merle uh he got TKO'd by uh Andrew Guy and hasn't played in a singles match um beat wait I know this uh, that's another rematch. There we go in the first round. Dan Merle versus Stacy Howard, um, and Ethan Irwin. You know, I believe he's three and one. He will have been four and one. So I think stat wise, you got to give it to Ethan Irwin. I think momentum wise, Ethan really showed that he can hang, and he got one really tough question against Andreco um, with the Peter Pan question, and that's what held him back. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ethan Irwin. Um, so then in the finals, I have Drew McQueenie versus Ethan Irwin. Ethan Irwin, and uh, I love my boy Drew. Um, I think this is a, 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 again another toss-up match, but I'm I think I'm you know I'm gonna go with my boy Drew McQueenie. Uh, I think Drew McQueenie is gonna pull this out. I really believe that he wants this singles belt. I I will I will go out on that ledge twice in the Ultimate Schmodown predictions and say that Drew McQueenie is my guy. I'm going with him to win this thing. Uh, you know, we'll see if it actually happens. I think that's really close. Ethan Irwin already beat him once this year, um, but it was a good match, and uh, I think it could be. I think it could be Irwin, uh, Irwin McQueenie two for the title. 
uh, to be able to go against John Roca. And who would I think win in the John Roca versus Drew McQueenie? Well, I think we would just have to wait and find out with that one. So uh, I'm going to wrap up this little episode with my prediction for who will win the Ultimate Schmodown uh, Anarchy title um, finals and then who will uh, be in the uh, who will be in the spectacular uh, so I'm going to give it to who's the boss they've played the best uh, I'm nervous about John Harris honestly I don't, I don't know how he's going to perform uh, it's going to be really tough for I think the Harris brothers both never been in a five rounder before Mark Riley, uh, Mark Riley and Ben Bateman have experience in five-round matches, uh, and I think it's going to come down to that. I think it's going to come down to the speed round. It's going to come down to the betting round. They have experience. The Harris brothers don't, and especially because, I mean, this is John's third match. I, I mean, I just don't see it happening. But again, I could be proven wrong. I think, I, as I've said, I think Lon Harris has been really impressive so far. Um, so let's talk about the spectacular. We have matches confirmed. We have the Inner Geekdom title, uh, Mike Kalinowski versus Mark Kanopic. Um, recently Christian kind of went off in the Facebook group and was like, guys, listen, it was, you know, he had to break Fabi or however you pronounce it, Phoebe. um, that, like, Inman wasn't available, Rachel didn't want to play two matches in a day, um, at the Spectacular, so they gave it to Kalinowski, I mean, he was the one who, he almost so close, um, in the, in the, uh, tournament final against Kanopic, he almost beat her, way closer than Inman ever was to beating her, so I think that's a fair matchup, uh, I'm going to wait on predictions-wise, but I think that, you know, that match is set. That's going to be exciting. Uh, we have the Star Wars title, Ken Knapsack versus Alex Damon. Uh, again, disappointed that Whitwer won't be there, but I actually have a prediction that Whitwer will go for that. Whoever wins this will play Sam Whitwer for the title at Celebration, I believe. I think that's going to what's going to happen. I think that'll be really cool. I think it'll finally, you know, have that definitiveness and that's why i don't want them to retire the star wars belt i know there's been talks about retiring the star wars belt please god don't do that because that's the one league that i'm actually any decent in and i have a lot of fun watching those matches and plus those matches get a ton of views because it's star wars and people look up star wars trivia on youtube and i think that's actually how pop how a lot of people get uh stuck on the movie trivia showdowns they see a couple star wars matches and they're like oh i'll check out singles or oh i'll check out teams or oh i'll check out inner geekdom um so yeah, I think I think that would be a mistake to retire the Star Wars belt, especially because I I you retire the Star Wars belt after Whitwer comes back for one last match. Like if if Whitwer comes back for one last match and then you want to retire, I will understand it more, even though I will be upset. Um, but yeah, I think I think you got to give Whitwer a shot at at the belt at uh, Celebration because I mean Whitwer has to be at Celebration, right? Like he's going to be at Celebration. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. I get that he's a busy man, but you know. Sam Whitworth goes to Star Wars Celebration. Um, I could be completely wrong on that, too, uh, as I normally am on this show. But, um, but yeah, so that's my thoughts on that. I, again, I will reserve predictions um, for the match for the podcast before the Spectacular. But then we have the team title, which I believe will be Who's the Boss versus Shire Wolves. I think that is a fantastic match. Um, I think that will be a very equal match. I think that will, you know, it's not the it's not the main event. The main event is the singles title, but uh, I think it's it's just as equally entertaining. I think it will be. Um, but then the singles title, John Roca versus the winner of the Ultimate Schmodown, which I have predicted will be Drew McQueenie, uh, will be the main event, and I think that's very interesting. But let's talk about this number one contenders match that is happening. The number one contenders match will be the two. Uh, so the two semifinalists, which I said will be um, Lon Harris and Dan Merle, they will play each other. 
as a mini tournament coming up before the spectacular. So it would be the losers in the semifinals will play each other. So my prediction would be Dan Merle versus Lon Harris. And then they will go on and play the loser of the finals, which I predicted would be Ethan Irwin. And then whoever those two players will play in the spectacular, in the spectacular number one cont- contender match. So whoever gets into the finals for the ultimate showdown will be at the spectacular in a number one contenders match. If they lose the finals of the ultimate showdown, they will be there. And then the two semifinalists will play each other to play in the spectacular in the number one contender match. So that would be you know Dan Merle versus Lon Harris to play Ethan Irwin in my prediction. So and then whoever wins, so I would say probably Dan Merle would win that. So then we would have a rematch of Dan Merle versus Ethan Irwin to play the winner of McQueenie and Roca in the beginning of the next season. So that's how that's going to work. I think that's a really fun way keep the singles league going, um, going strong. I think that's really cool. And then there's a sixth match that no one knows about. I'm assuming it'll be a manageable again, but it could be something else. It could be a, you know, it'd be really cool. It could be a number one contender for teams. Uh, could be introduction of a new new league. Uh, he hasn't really talked. Uh, Harloff hasn't really talked about it yet. So um, we'll see what that is. My predictions, the manager bowl, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, I think that was a pretty full episode. Uh, coming up today, we have the beginning of the gauntlet, and then Friday we have the finals of the gauntlet, and then next Tuesday is the ultimate Schmodown Art Anarchy final. Who's the boss versus the Harris brothers? Get excited, this next week's going to be fun. Um, if you're listening to this on November 6th and you live in America, go vote. So, uh, my name's Ryan, and, um, yep, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.